Welcome to Give Up the Grind with your host, Dr. Greta Anderson and Kevin R. McGee. Insights and offerings for building your best life on your terms. Every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Cat Builder Radio Network. Listen to this and other great shows. Go to www.catbuilderradionetwork.com or subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Give Up the Grind, where we provide insights and offerings for building your best life on your terms. I'm your co-host, Dr. Greta Anderson, alongside... Mr. Kevin McGee. How are you, sir? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Great week. Yes. Good week. Yes. Things are going well. Going rapidly, so... Well, I guess that's a good thing. Enjoying the work, but always like when it goes a little, little quicker. So a little more good. manageable pace. Absolutely, absolutely. And speaking of <laughs> which, we're all about keeping things in order and keeping things moving. We have an interesting topic today. Um, we're going yes, to be talking about when opportunity knocks. Knock, knock. Are you ready if the right investor comes along? That's a big deal, Kevin. That's a really big deal, Greta. Really big deal. Yeah, I mean, money doesn't wait. Money, money it does not wait because you know? whether your business is big or small, brand new or more mature, the one thing that you may eventually need to move to move it to the next level is an infusion of capital, um, and that potential investor could be a friend, it could be a relative, or it could be a celebrity on a show like Tar- Shark Tank. But regardless of which it might be, there are a few key items um, that we all need to have in place to be sure we're well prepared when that big moment or that big opportunity arrives. So that's kind of what we're going to be speaking about today, Kevin. Yep. And uh, I think that's it's really important. So um, I guess let's just get right to it. One of the things I know, like one of my one of my thoughts on this, or one of my questions that you know we can discuss here is that. You know, all of us, you and I have certainly been there, and many of our listeners are, have been there and are there right now. You know, entrepreneurs, we wear, we wear tons of hats. You know, we, we do it all, we're from operations to administration to sales and marketing to every, and everything in between. Uh, you know, for, for the entrepreneur looking to always be prepared for that opportunity because, again, we never know, you know, who's around the corner, what opportunity for our business is around the corner. In your mind, Kevin, what do you think the key items uh, that that entrepreneur should always have, you know, I think, in terms you know, of having, I mean, I their, think, having their business ready, if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, it's funny that this topic came, you know, we decided on this one. I was actually doing a reread of The Richest Man in Babylon. And okay. so uh, one of the – chapters dealt with the concept of justice of being ready when the investment opportunity was there. And so, you know, one of the challenges I think for small business owners is being ready. So when you talk about, you know, things that they need, I think number one, it's not necessarily a thing as much as it is. I think you need to know where your business is in the life cycle, right? So, you know, that's that's not, that's not necessarily a thing, but I think you need to really be knowledgeable about your business so that if people start asking mm-hmm. you questions, you know your financials, right? You know your sales. 
you know, you know your shortcomings, you know your strengths, you know your mm-hmm. weaknesses. And so I think the first mm-hmm. thing is, is really to be overly knowledgeable about all aspects of your business, you know, first and okay. foremost. And then the second thing uh, I would say a, a little bit more specific is that you should know how much you need, right? Mm-hmm. You should know how much Absolutely. you need. You know, don't, you know, years ago when I was doing, you know, financing with businesses, business owners would always automatically ask for the highest loan amount possible, <laughs> you know, without even right. realizing. <laughs> yeah, so, so, the, so the question I'll was take always, a million, hey, you need a loan? You. Exactly. Well, how much do you guys lend? Well, we lend up to $250,000. Well, I need $250,000. And invariably, they would always get denied. So so those are the two things. Right. That I would say. What about you? What, what, in your years of, you know, uh, getting capital, getting funding, having investors, mm-hmm. what would you say were some things? I think that two of uh, two my two items of that I noted here for this discussion are closely aligned with where you where you uh, what you mentioned in terms of knowing where your business is in its life cycle. Mine are probably more concrete than ones I listed. So the first one I listed is is having your your company financial records well put together. Your books should always be well done. Any, any given moment of the day. It, right. it represents a lot. It represents that you're about your business, your business is healthy and solid. doesn't mean that you're uber profitable, but you're, you're well run. Because sloppy books are run. How, fa- how fast can I run away from a business with that? <laughs> well, you know? come with a shoe no box. one wants to, no, no one's going to invest in something. Right, well, exactly. Your receipts are all in the shoe boxes and, you know, wads of paper in the bottom of your backpack. That's not going to happen. And then the second one that I listed is the importance of having documented standard, oper- a standard operating procedures playbook, as I call it. For many of us building businesses, as I mentioned earlier, we do it all. And in the beginning, that's a necessary thing. But what happens in the development and maturity of a business is that the business actually loses value if you do everything. And it, if the business is in your head between your ears, it loses value. Def, so having def. the procedures outlined and documented is an essential part of having an appealing in business that's attractive to investors. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's what it's all about is, is making sure that you know, it is attractive because investors, you know, there are a lot of people who are looking for money, <laughs> right? Absolutely. There are, far few people, Absolutely. there are far fewer people who are willing to invest. And so if, if you are not prepared and if you do not have all of those things in place, when that investor comes knocking, you're, you're more than likely not going to get a second chance. And I think exactly. that's fair to say. And you're not going to get right. a second chance. You're not going to get a second chance and – it's going to ultimately retard the progress of your business. Right. You know, ultimately, financing or the lack thereof or the flourishing of it in your business is going to play a role in dictating how well and how far it goes. So beginning, uh, and I think if I added another one loosely, I might say, Kevin, it's um, a key component of this is to have an understanding of what are some appealing exit strategies for you. I mean, if right. you're talking to someone who's interested in 
an investment and you don't really have a full understanding that you are emotionally invested and tied into your business and you would not be willing to relinquish 20%, let alone 40% of it. Well, that's important to know before you get into those conversations or you even begin right. to seek those conversations. So that would be another line. piece too. Yeah, along the same lines, one of the things I always advise clients, uh, particularly small business owners, uh, you know, where you have an owner-operator type of situation, a solopreneur, is, is to really investigate uh, key man insurance. And so, you know, oh, yes. you aren't aware of mm-hmm. it, you know, key man insurance basically, in layman's terms, is, an, is insurance that you can take out on yourself as the principal of the, of the business, as the chief operator, as the CEO, or whatever. And basically, it, it sort of says that if something were to happen to you, the investor or who, whomever is partnering with the company or taking the company over, investing in the company, what have you, the company would then have the ability and the money to go out and hire a replacement, essentially, for you while you kind of went through whatever uh, issue that you were going through, whether that's medical or leave of absence, et cetera. So, you know, I think on a broader sense, I think you, you definitely have to be able to demonstrate to an investor, you know, well, what happens to the business if something, ha- if something happens to Greg? Or what happens to the business if something happens to Kevin? Because I'm loaning my money to the business. I'm not lending my money to Kevin. I'm not, lend- I'm not, excuse me, I'm not investing my money in Kevin. Right. I'm not investing my money in Greta. I'm investing my money in the business. And so whether or not Kevin or Greta is still there, I expect for the business to continue to operate. Absolutely. And so I think, you know, you have to have that, 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 that continuity plan, and that would be one we could add to is have a continuity plan as well and be able to demonstrate to an investor that you've thought about all of the possible scenarios of what could go wrong. You know, I think sometimes when we're right. looking at investors, people tend to do the reverse. They, they try to pitch to investors and talk about, hey, these are all of the things that can go right. These are all of the ways that we can make money. And I think shrewd investors know how businesses can make money. They know right. because they mm-hmm. have money, right? What they right. don't know is, well, what happens if things go wrong? How are you going to correct those things? How are you going to kind of right. overcome those challenges? So continuity is a big one, a very big one. Right. Those are good, some very good ideas and very good thoughts. Um, so how about we just- We'll talk about a few other um, other specific pieces that will go a long way in helping um, our listeners be prepared when that right investment awesome. comes along. Okay, Sounds so we'll great. be back getting up the ground. We'll see you guys in a few. You know. All, right. All right. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who had to be independent and take initiative. And that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. And we're back. It's Give Up the Grind, where we give insights and offering for building your best life on your terms. Today we are having an awesome your turn. We're having an awesome conversation about being prepared when that opportunity knocks, being prepared when the right investor comes along, and making sure that we're prepared when the right inv- uh, investor comes along, when the opportunities come along. 
So in our previous segment, Kevin, we were talking, we had um, had a great discussion about um, some some key elements um, that would be helpful, really essential for business owners and entrepreneurs to consider um, having in place if they don't already have those in place to make themselves more appealing and presentable, if you will, when that attractive. That's the word I'm speaking. Thank you. Um, So in this segment here, we want to talk about a few specific elements um, that come into play when actually at that moment, if you will, when um, that investor relationship, um, the potential investor relationship begins. You know, with our own businesses, I'm sure you can speak to this, Kevin. Um, I know I have had and endured processes associated with seeking investment from outside sources. Um, we serve and, and we serve clients that are in that in that phase of, of business growth now. They're looking to grow, looking to expand and ultimately secure that outside funding. With that said, let's spend a bit of time discussing some key characteristics of a few items that are essential in this effort. And here I think we outlined really there there are lots of pieces, but these are three that we really feel like are important when so that you're ready for that discussion. You know, you look you look prepared, you've got all your I's dotted and your T's crossed, if you will. So we'll just name those off real quick, the three that we're going to discuss here briefly. That's the bio, biography of the key stakeholders of the organization. Let's be clear. Nobody's going to lend you money without knowing who's in charge of, of, the, of, the, of the place, of the house there. You've got to so, have, you gotta have a resume. You've got to have it. <laughs> right. Have it. You've got to have that. And I found that it, as, as, you know, as, as the years go by, um, I find that business ownership is a smidgen different than obviously just being under – you know, more typical employment. And so my bio, the things that were asked for in my bio tended to be a little bit different. So I remember those first few years, you know, I would submit things and they'd go like, well, what we're really looking for is to understand some very specific things that you've done as a a business leader, as a business owner. And so taking the time to really understand what a great bio looks like and, hey, and, and not being afraid to seek out professional service and having someone write write it right on your I behalf. I think one of the, yeah one of the things I always talk to clients about when they're doing you know bios uh, you know particularly for you know business purposes whether that's trying to sell a business or acquire capital or get investors mm-hmm. is to really dig deep. You know a lot of times I think when you've wow. been in business for several years or, or in a career for several number of years. Mm-hmm. you tend to forget about a lot of the roles that you've had over the years. And, Absolutely. you know, one thing about knowledge is that knowledge is always usable, you know what I'm saying, to a large degree. Absolutely. And so I think right. sometimes people don't really give themselves enough credit and they don't really dig deep and really think about not just, you know, where did I work or, you know, what position did I hold, but what were your responsibilities, what did you right. manage? You know, did you manage people? Mm-hmm. Did you manage processes? You know, were you responsible for big budgets? Were you able to make decisions under pressure? Were you able to meet deadlines? And so I think, you know, when you talk about bios, really it's more about, you know, not so much just what you did, but how did you do it and how sure. and why were you successful at doing those things? Right. 
I mean, when I think of the term bio, it's a concise summation of your successes in leadership of processes, people, and potentially profits. Yeah, definitely, definitely, all of those. Yeah, you know, I think, yeah. you know, it's, bio, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very concise item. It is, it is, and I think you know, it, it has to be strong for all of the people that are kind of holding those, you know, key positions. You know, and I think one thing you have to be cautious of when you're doing those bios as a business owner, if you have other people that are working for you, you know, you don't want to put someone uh, as part of your management team if they don't have a strong bio. Right, so they they may Correct. have you know some some they may have strong operational aspects. So let's say if you have a person who is good at fixing widgets, and he or she mm-hmm. is great at fixing widgets, but all they know how to do is fix widgets, that might not be a person you want to put as part of the management team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, and it's not to dismiss that person's ability, but you know they'd be better suited maybe as another part of that kind of overall you know, package when you're talking about, you know, employees and things of that nature. But, you know, investors, when they're talking about key stakeholders, they're really looking at, you know, who are going to be the people that are going to be making the decisions regarding operations, regarding financing, regarding sales, regarding new ventures. And you have to make sure that everyone is able to stand up to the test. Right. And, you know, in that bio shows, do they have a demonstrable track record of doing just that? And in in a concise manner, telling them about it. Exactly. So that's kind of the number one. Number two, which is one of my favorites because I'm a a huge fan of succinct, concise, let's get to the point of it all, is the ever-popular elevator pitch. Definitely. 90 seconds. Every 90 (laughs) seconds. Every business owner, whether or not, and I, I, this is just my opinion, whether or not you are seeking capital for invest, from, an invest, from an investor, I think that every business owner should have an elevator pitch to communicate to the world in a very concise and brief manner what your business is all about. Yep, I agree. I think for me, just being real honest, this is one of the things that is – has always taken me a while to really perfect, you know, because I've always, you know, I think instinctively, you know, when people ask you about your business, you tend to want to tell them all of the great things that you do and what you've done and what you did in the past. And you sort of have the sense where you have to demonstrate and prove yourself to the, to the person that you're speaking to when in actuality, the more crisp, precise and succinct your kind of opening pitch is, the more credible people will find you, right? If it, if it takes a long time, to get your point across, right. you need to really kind of work on that right. a little bit more. So, I mean, what do you think, right. you know, in your experience of doing elevator pitches, you know, what are some of the key key components that you think are part of a good elevator speech or pitch? Let's not even call it a speech. Yes. Speech, elevator yes. No, pitch. No, right, a pitch. A pitch. What I've found is, I, you know, over the years as I've become more experienced with um, the elevator pitch and other components of, of business leadership is that, I keep my pitch very in line with the mission and vision of my organization. And so that's not providing a whole lot of uh, nuts and bolts and micro information about the business. 
but it does let people know and give them a glimpse into what inspires us. And guess what happens? Lots of questions. People want to know more. Right. And that's ultimately what you want. Yes. Right. You, you, I mean, yeah, after you do the initial pitch, that's when you kind of launch into all of the deep things that you do because people are asking you questions because they're so intrigued they're by absolutely. what you just said. Right. You know, by right. the sound, by now, the appetizer, right. so to speak. For, for, exactly. For you know, I, right. Yeah. One of the yeah, things. Yeah, so yesterday I was at an event. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Ladies first. Thank you. Uh, I was saying yesterday I was at, I was at an event and I ran into um, a young lady who had been at an event at which I was, I'd been a speaker. And she said, she asked me about the program, was I still running, um, type of thing. And so we spoke briefly. And so I, that was actually where we interacted was, was at a, an event several years ago. And I was surprised that she remembered two words from my own elevator speech, inspired wow. discipline. Wow. Which is funny because we selected this topic, you know, in you know, pre-production some time ago. But I was like, wow, this thing really, it really, really does work. It does. And people remember. So that would be my recommendation, right, to have be very con- concise and focused on on the bigger picture of the organization in a, in, a, in a very flattering way, of course, and then, but accurate. And then those questions will emerge. People are, will be interested and it will be emerged. And the one thing I will say before, my one suggestion, if you will, before we move on to, to the uh, third item is this. The elevator pitch is not something to be left to chance. It should be rehearsed right. so much so that, it is very easy and common and, and easy, easy speak for, for you to, to uh, kind of, you know, let, to run that off the tongue when, when, when at the appropriate moment. And it should be you in your voice. You know, it. It it, absolutely. These are your yeah, words, be, which is why yeah, it should be practiced. Yeah, you need to practice. And you don't want to choose words that you wouldn't normally use. I mean, obviously you want it to Absolutely be intelligently not. written, but if, if you aren't, you know, if you don't talk in a particular fashion, people are going to know that your speech is phony, right? If you just kind of take some canned speech and you throw in a lot of things just because you think they sound good or look good, you know, it's not going to work. It has to be authentic to you and it has to be delivered Absolutely. in an authentic way. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's the bios of those key stakeholders, the mm-hmm. elevator, elevator pitch. pitch, and then, and then, and the, then the, the last one is the best one. <laughs> it is. We save the best for last around here and give up the grind. I'm going to give you a drum roll. Boom. Right. The business plan. The business perhaps plan. The, perhaps the most misunderstood document. <laughs> In small business, I don't know if you heard it, and it's not—it's not good for TV production. But I just did this deep exhale at the sound of your business plan because it's so important. And of course, both yeah. you and I, in our practice, consulting practices—you know—we've seen some good ones. We've seen some not so good ones. Some bad, not so and that's good. That's okay. Be, yeah, the not so good ones to to put it to put it. Uh, Mildly, and that is just 
Um, I think for many people, well, I've had a couple of, of, of new clients over the years say this to me. They did not realize the significance of it because they were already in business. Right. Right. Because they were thinking about um, their business kind of in a static fashion versus this dynamic entity that hopefully will grow and change and we'll evolve. Grow and change, yeah, and the plan needs to change, yeah. And the plan needs to change. So the yeah. plan that you had, you know, maybe kind of on the cocktail napkin that worked, you know, when you really literally just kind of kick this, this, this idea off into something living and breathing is vastly different than what you need now, that you're actually yeah. Um, yeah. moving into an entity, you know, putting systems in place, so on and so forth. So, you know, in your I have a lot of people. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I have a lot of people mm-hmm. that that approach me to help them write business plans, to help them kind of put plans mm-hmm. together. And whenever I ask them the question, I almost always get the same answer. I say, well, hey, what do you need a business plan for? I'm trying to get an mm-hmm. investor. I'm trying to borrow money. I'm trying to get a loan. They're trying to do typically some aspect of financing, uh, right. and they just kind of want you to put something together. And I, and I and I without fail tell them, hey, look, you know, I don't just put plans together or help you put a plan together just for a specific purpose of getting some money. Mm-hmm. You know, I think mm-hmm. you know a business plan, like you said early, it's a living, breathing document that you should do for your business, whether you intend to seek additional capital or not. Right, because it's, it's for you, and it's going to help you run and operate your business successfully. Absolutely. It keeps you on task. It keeps you disciplined because it's like with any or many projects, scope creep, as we call it in the world of research, right. can come into play very quickly. You know, you started out and you're making widget Y. Next thing you know, a couple of people have mentioned widget C, and you're thinking widget C is a pretty good idea despite the fact yep. that from a production standpoint, you don't have the items in place, you don't have the people, you don't have the, the, the plant capability, so on and so forth. And guess what? Now you're off the rails. So that business plan is a document to help the owner, to help the leadership remain focused, to set goals and everything in between, but I agree with you wholeheartedly. That is often when I hear uh, business owners, you know, that's when when you get the email or the call. You know, we're looking at you know perhaps getting a loan or getting seeking investment, and so they want a business plan along with X, Y, and Z. Well, we definitely need to do that one. Um, I'm gonna make a note. We'll do that as a whole show. Right, because we could talk all I agree. all evening about business, oh, plans, yes. about business yes. models, uh, and those things, and we would definitely do that. But now let's 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 take a quick break, and then uh, okay. we come back. You want to wrap this thing up and and uh, close it out? Sounds good. We'll be right back, Sounds folks. Good. We'll Give see up you the guys grind. second a sec. Take care. All right. You wanted to see me? Yes, please have a seat. So here's the thing: when this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team. But I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. We want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. 
Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Hey, folks, and we are back here for this final segment in this episode of Give Up the Ground. We're talking about when opportunity knocks, are you ready if the right investor comes along? So we've touched on some great um, components here, and um, I think in summary, it's important to say that though we've covered just a few items here, there are so many elements and components necessary for entrepreneurs to develop and grow their businesses. And we all, you know, having done that, we all know that, Kevin. We, and uh, for myself, I'd like to encourage you, our listeners out there, business owners, to give significant thought to a couple of things. Number one, exactly what is your business all about? We go back and we talk about the business plan, the elevator pitch, and all of those things. It's really essential to look within and to really understand not what do you do, but what is your business all about. Secondly, um, what resources, whether that's financial or otherwise, would be needed to take your business to the next level? Because ultimately, that's that's what happens, and I'm thinking that's probably your plan to, to move the business to the next level. And then thirdly, have you taken the time to prepare for that talk with the investor in the event that that's what, what happens or what you, what you need to happen? Right. So remember, we never know when opportunity might knock, so we need to be well prepared. Yeah. I think what I would, I would I agree with all of those, and I would just maybe – uh, echo on on one in particular, and that is, you know, it's not if an investor comes, but when. Because if you're in business long enough, you know, you're going to need to grow. And 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 I always like to use analogies. And and growth in a business is just like growth in a person. Uh, if you mm-hmm. have children, they grow, and you have to feed them more as they grow bigger. If you have pets, you have to feed them more as they grow bigger. And the same thing is true with businesses. As businesses grow. They have to be fed, and the food for businesses is money. It's cash. It's cash flow. And so you should always operate your business with, with, with the thought in mind of, at some point, I'm going to need additional capital. And whether you're talking to an investor uh, as a family, friend, you know, you have to always bear that in mind and, and try to construct your business and operate your business in such a manner that you'll be ready when opportunity knocks. Absolutely. So thanks again, Kevin, for being here and enjoying it. It was another awesome. great show. I hope you listeners enjoyed it. Let us know um, how you how you feel about the show. Please do reach out to Please. each of us. My yeah. contact information is I am Dr. Greta Anderson, so you can find me on the web at that's that same address, drgretaanderson.com, and you can find me on pretty much all the social media platforms at Dr. Greta Golf. How about you, sir? And you can you can find me at kevinrmcgee.com, uh, kevinrmcgee.com, and, and same all of the social media channels as well, at kevinrmcgee. And definitely, you know, you guys send us an email, 
Uh, we appreciate the ones you've been sending so far. Send us an email, post a Facebook post, uh, and we'll get those topics up that you want to hear. Uh, but that's it for me. Will you have a great week, Dr. Anderson? Thank you. You too. And if folks out you there, we will have a great week see you again next week. Yep. Give up the grind, y'all. Have a great week. Take care. Bye-bye.